Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things movies and television. Whether you're looking for a new movie to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my opinions on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the Indian film from 2006, Rang De Pasani. Basanti, Rang de Basanti. Uh, it's a movie directed by Rakesh Amprakash Merha, written by uh, Renzil de Silva and Parsoon Joshi uh, and Rakesh Omakrash. Uh, the stars. Amir Khan, huge fan of his. That was one of the main reasons I watched this movie. It was on my to-do list or my my watch list. Also, uh, Soa Ali Khan as well as Soa Ali Khan, uh, Siddharth, and uh, Shamaran Joshi, which turns out uh, is another actor from. So two of two of these actors, Amir Khan and uh Sharman Joshi both from one of my favorite films of all time Three Idiots uh, a movie that was filmed a few years after this I think this is was 2006 I believe Three Idiots was 2009 uh, a movie that I saw for the first time last year and fell instantly fell in love with uh, I've watched a bunch of Amir Khan's films at this point uh, anytime he shows up I see that he's in a film I will watch it I, I enjoy the roles he takes. I enjoy the films he's in. And, uh, you know, th- one of the main reasons I watch this is the overall idea of this movie, uh, college student in India, uh, an Indian film, uh, a college, stu- college students in India film a documentary about an Indian, about Indian freedom fighters fighting against English imperialism. Uh, the goal is to complete this passion project, uh, but then it it turns into something much bigger. Uh, this is a movie at first. I just like this movie at first. Uh, I enjoyed this movie about the struggle to make a movie uh, with no support. Right, you had this lead actress who, or this this person, this this white girl from London, wants to make this documentary. Uh, people that she pitches this idea to her people, they don't want to do it. They don't like the story. It's not a well-known, well-known enough story for, for them to, to want to invest money in it. But she's like, goes to India anyway, meets up with her contact in India, and they're going to put this documentary together themselves, uh, and cast it and, and put it together. Right. So this movie in a lot of what I thought this movie was going to be was this movie about a person uh, fulfilling a passion project to complete this film, despite nobody wanting to help them and to use inexperienced actors for the reenactment stuff. And and this movie became so much more than that. Right. It's. It's a movie that when it does become something much bigger, I love this movie. So at first I was just like, okay, this is interesting where I thought it would go like, okay, this will be cool. I, you know, I, I like that kind of a story, but then it, it becomes something much different later on in this film. And even though it is a almost a three hour long film, 100% justifies its runtime. Like this movie takes its time to really set up all the characters and so when that change does happen, it is so much more impactful, I would say, than if it had just been rushed into where this thing goes to the next level. 
but uh where this movie ends is so far removed in a lot of ways from how this movie starts, but also in many ways is almost exactly the same as how this movie starts. Uh, it's just uh, so good. It really, as I said, justifies the runtime. Just another great movie from Amir Khan, as well as Shaman Joshi, who I enjoyed in this, in this film. Uh, you know, it, you know, this movie, the reason why I played this, I wanted to watch this movie, it checked a lot of boxes, right? Uh, had Amir Khan in it. It's available on Netflix. Uh, the description of the movie sounded interesting on Netflix. An idealistic English filmmaker casts a group of student actors in her uh, docudrama about India's revolution against British rule in the 1920s. Right. All those things. Rebellion movie about making a movie starring actors I like easily accessible on Netflix. Check, check, check. I'm in on this movie. Right. The picture of these kids on the the image for Netflix. Right. A picture of a bunch of dudes just kind of jumping for joy. Looked cheesy, but, you know, I was still in. Right. Still in. Uh, I love that. Two actors from Three Idiots. Uh, the the white chick from London has kind of a Cameron Diaz quality to her, which I enjoyed. Um, you know, this being 2006, definitely kind of had a 90s vibe to it, early 2000s vibe to it, uh, obviously. It definitely was a product of its time, for sure. And when we first meet Amir Khan and Shaman Joshi's characters right after she goes to india she meets with her contact and kind of struggling there's a fun montage of her seeing a bunch of people kind of auditioning to be in this thing and then just going to go hang out with her and her friends were introduced to dj and suki right amir khan and shaman joshi's character and when you first meet them they are very much like a bud and doyle type of characters like in biodome right they are partiers they are basically you meet both of these guys chugging beers leaning back over a cliff right with water on the bottom and just leaning over the back of the cliff drinking beer right chugging beer right fun the vibe of this movie is very kind of a cheesies 90s kind of like fast cuts stylized things it's 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 not like it, it's a very light and fun and kind of cheesy type of a movie at first right and when we meet these two actors and the fact that they they made me feel like Bud and Doyle from Biodome. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This is funny. This is like cheesy, but I'm in, right? We also find out later DJ uh, graduated five years ago, but he still likes hanging out with these people because, you know, they mean something to him. So also has kind of a Van Wilder type of a feel to it. Um, but as this movie starts, there's some negatives, right? There's some things that I'm having to overlook the the documentarian uh like just the fact that she before going to india before pitching this idea to the people i guess that were going to produce it she was working on this thing for two years right she even learned hindi right all before ever bringing this idea up to anybody right so she had already been two years in she'd already started learning hindi and you would have thought that within those two years, she would have at least floated the idea by people and before doing all this work and all this preparation. But okay, I'll, I'll look over that. Uh, the beginning also, some kind of bad acting, especially with the chick, the Cameron Diaz chick, especially with the English-speaking actors. Uh, kind of bad acting, but also like the dialogue in many of the scenes early on like a lot of my criticisms are from the beginning of this movie there is a funny scene where she calls one of the producers or a teacher or whatever uh a bitch in hindi which i i i can imagine a theater erupting in laughter when that happened right but as far as the dialogue 
Like, they're all speaking English. Their mouths are moving. The words are the words that they're saying. But everything sounds like it's dubbed. Like, they recorded all of the dialogue after filming. And, you know, like, it's just ADR and not very... It just doesn't... It just seems cheesy. Right? Seems cheesy. Seems kind of low-end. Right? So, I'm kind of overlooking some of these things. Um... There's moments where, like, her idea for this documentary is based on her grandfather's diary that she found, who he worked at a prison where these revolutionary guys were being held and later executed. And whenever it, like, flashes back to that, there's this melodramatic vibe going on with the score and the way it's shot. These flashback scenes are shot and the voiceover and all these things very, like cheesy melodramatic thing and i'm like oh okay it's like i'm just like i'm overlooking that just i want to see where this movie goes right and it's just the beginning as everything's going right also this movie has so many dutch angles it is in it is like almost painful to watch how many times the camera is almost at like a 45 degree angle like constantly like it is almost never not at a 45 degree angle dutch angles all over the place right this movie and like the friend group is very much has the kind of 90s like extreme like everything of this is like 90s extreme the music almost and the vibe really almost feels like 90s toy commercials right just like action and crazy it's like yeah partying and like it's just it's just a crazy vibe that like this movie is is doing right mixed with like this melodramatic flashbacks of this story she wants to tell right and you're seeing these characters as they're partying driving around town very stylized kinds of filming very you know dutch angles kind of like oversaturated kind of removed frames so it's like looks kind of slow-mo but like kind of choppy kind of a stylized type of a look but has the energy like they're selling nerf guns right in the 90s which is insane that this movie kind of starts off in this way and has this kind of energy right and her ability to speak Hindi is like a constant like source of surprise for everybody, which is funny and is something that happens constantly in the beginning of this movie. Every new person she meets, they're all very surprised that she speaks Hindi, right? Which is thankfully like thankfully all of these criticisms I have of how this movie start completely disappear. Like where this, like I said, where this movie starts versus where this movie ends is in so many ways so far removed it is amazing how this movie goes from me barely like making excuse after excuse to continue to watch this movie and so thankful that i did because where this movie goes completely took me back it was amazing right I definitely liked, despite all of those things, I definitely liked some of the ideas, some of the themes. Obviously, following your dream to create a movie, dealing with people who don't have the same kind of passion for you. You know, she decides to use the her connect in India to use her friends. Like, she feels like that they would perfectly work for the roles that she's trying to cast, despite the fact that they're not experienced actors, despite the fact that they don't share the passion for this project that she does. And kind of this movie dealing with how difficult it is to realize a passion when you're surrounded by people that don't share that passion for the sub for the subject or the 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 project. You know, uh, you see during their party, their party getting or gather, gathering being broken up, um, and how Western culture. Uh, is polluting Indian culture, right? The 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 sticklers they don't they don't like these kids acting and 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 being in embracing American culture and how it's like they feel like it's ruining uh, 
they're the the Indian culture and it seems like it's instantly setting up that kind of conflict of like rebellious kids versus you know authority that's that's stuck in the past kind of a thing right I love that as well right it's hard to have pride in a country uh, that does so much that you disagree with obviously you very relatable uh, just like as an American, a very relatable thing. It's hard to have pride in America when you see just the having so an endless list of criticisms for our country and how things go. So instantly kind of relate to that. Um, you know, and Amir Khan in many movies, he plays like kind of a rebellious character, right? Somebody who challenges the status quo, constantly questioning tradition. Three Idiots, very much about that, how he is. He he approaches education and and views his goals in life in a very different way than everybody else. Uh, in Dungal, where he's teaching his daughters, like bringing uh, women into the world of wrestling in India. Like a lot of his characters are that kind of challenge that, that rebellious nature. And again, right. This movie definitely kind of has that thinking it's going to be one thing, but ends up being another thing. Also, there's his fear of losing touch with his friends after college, right. As everyone goes in their different directions, right. He's, been hanging on trying to hold on to the past sticking around for five years being that van wilder type of a character uh and also the expectations to live up to other people's expectations uh whether it's the different characters some of which you know not living up to the family's religious values uh, there's a Muslim character who's dealing with that issue with his parents. Three Idiots has a very similar thing with the characters being worried about living up to their family's standards, their family's intentions for what they want out of their life. So I love all of the ingredients, right? I love all of the ingredients of this films, but despite the stylistic choices, despite the insane amount of of Dutch angles, despite the, the nineties toy commercial extreme energy, right? They're selling Mountain Dew and Doritos, right? Despite all of that stuff, I like the themes. I like those things that it's bringing up. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention all, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor show, show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show, right? And there's definitely moments of this movie that I enjoy, and I'm going to get into spoilers eventually here pretty soon, actually. But, you know, there's definitely moments of this movie that I enjoy that are non-spoilery, I would say. Uh, you know, there's the fun casting when she first arrives and she's starting to look for people. There's a fun casting montage. I really enjoyed that. It was something that within that kind of early vibe of this movie, I was like, okay, this is fun, right? It definitely has, like, that energy. Not only did they remind me of, like, the Bud and Doyle kind of a thing, but it did remind me of, like, a 90s comedy type of a vibe late 90s early 2000s kind of a vibe uh of an energy and you saw that a lot in that that montage of her trying to cast and all these different people trying to do their things to to get cast for this thing uh you know the first hour right is a lot of the first hour of this is just trying to get the movie cast and then she decides to go with the friends of the indian contact then there's kind of a fun montage of all of them after they've been cast in this thing of them rehearsing, trying to figure out the costuming uh, and just all of them kind of bonding together. Right. It kind of 
once everything's gets going, it you know, it's a fun type of a thing of these you know, these kids who aren't really into acting but trying to get into it, right? They they want to do good for this girl, right? Obviously Amir Khan's character also has a crush on her. Of course there's gonna be love interest there. And then but these inexperienced guys trying to get into acting. So it's them getting into this thing they're not necessarily into while also bonding, right? Kind of fun, right? And then you start kind of seeing the film as it's being put together, right? The memories that she had, the flashbacks that she had that with the melodramatic music from before with her grandfather, right? We start seeing the movie as they're filming it, right? These What these rebels did back back in the 1920s i think right and so that's fun you start to you start to see the movie start to kind of come together and you start to see that story of what this this thing this thing that she's trying to put together um which which i enjoy you know of these you know starting to see the story and that's telling these rebels t- talking about how these rebels who who want to fight the english imperialism right they're robbing trains just doing causing havoc uh because they don't want you know they, they don't want the english to be there and, and doing what they did um and you get to see these kids as they learn about the story as they learn about their history Right, they start to gain new respect for their country, or at least start to get a different perspective on it. They start to have more respect for the sacrifices that were made to get there, right? Despite not really having like pride in their country as is, through learning these characters and learning this story that they're participating in they start to have a new appreciation for it which you know i you know i like that as well you know it's like okay maybe right this is like them learning this is them like seeing uh, okay uh and you you hear about uh one of the events that are part of the rebellion that was happening there was the uh Walla ba massacre that was said to be hundreds of people, but in reality was more like a thousand people who were massacred, right? And that was the event that really sparked the need for these kids to rebel, right? They get massacred by the the English, and they're like, no, you need to get out, right? You need to let us be free. So I enjoy all that stuff as things are happening, right? As we're getting to know these kids as they're putting the film together. They're 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 pushing through. They're making this film against all odds, and then the movie changes. And this is where I'm going to get into spoilers, because almost two hours into this movie, I'm like, oh, this is a movie about these kids who are learning about their past, and they're going to have a new respect for the their history, and they're going to have new respect for their country, and and all these things. And they're, you know, they're going to push, they're going to succeed in making this movie. Maybe it's going to like end up with the, the movie they come up with being a critical, you know, I'm thinking of all the ways in which this movie is going to go. And then when this movie, there's a, an event that happens that changes and this movie goes to completely other gear and ends up becoming a movie that I absolutely love, right? An insane way where I'm just I'm just tolerating at the beginning the 90s extreme Nerf gun toy commercial vibe of it all to get to the moment where things elevate to another level and it goes from a Polly Shore type comedy in some ways to a serious dramatic film blew me away blew me away and even while the change was happening i couldn't i could not expect where this movie goes so with that said i'm going to spoil it because i i need to get into this i need to talk about the my favorite aspects of this movie which is all spoilers so you have been warned from here on out i'm spoiling this movie if you want to watch this movie which i highly recommend you do go to netflix 
watch it. It's great, right? Go watch Rang de Basanti. Great. And if it's difficult at first, suck it up as I did. And I guarantee by the end of this film, you will thank me. So let's get into spoilers. First off, because I'm going to be talking very positively from here on out, I want to kind of lay out some criticisms real quick. Just spoiler criticisms, right? When the film cuts away to the movie she's making, right? Like it's the, it is inconsistent, right? Because we see her grandpa in the film version of what she's making. And there's clearly no white guy being cast to do. So when it seems like we're watching the film that she's making, we're more seeing a flashback of the events, but the people that she's cast for her film are playing the people in the flashback. So a little confusing, not a huge issue, but it's like there's a consistency issue with there. When I saw her grandfather showing up, and it's the same person from before, before she ever started filming it, but when they're showing these clips that have a, a completely different color, they're like, I, I don't know, like it's it, you can tell we're in a flashback or in the film. I mean, and even one of those scenes plays to them filming it. So there's a little confusion with that. A little bit of inconsistencies. Uh, the distinction between the flashbacks and her film, a little confusing, right? That aspect of it. Uh, but ultimately, does not matter. Criticisms out of the way. The stuff, the the film, when this film hits another level, right? When it hits the other gear, where the movie goes from just good to being great, right? This movie starts with being like, okay, all right. And then it's like, okay, this is getting good, okay, as they're starting to make it. Ooh, this is interesting. And then it hits the turn, and you're like, oh, this is a great, this is a great movie, right? It's it's when one of the people, right, in the friend group, the, the friend that is part of the military, he's a pilot, just proposed to his girlfriend who is the director's connect in India, right? You know, great. You know, they've all been bonding. We get to see this guy. And he's, you know, there's the conflict of them not being patriotic, him patriotic, you know, him like I'm serving the country, I'm doing this thing. And then they don't have like, ah, the country, what do they do for me? Right. When he ends up crashing and dying, right, gave his life for his country. And then you see the defense minister blaming the accident on the pilot. Right. Clearly illustrating the corrupt government that exists. Right. And seeing how that is now affecting this group of people directly. Right. And you see them go to do their their peaceful vigil in public of this guy, this son, fiance, friend like this person that meant so many things to so many different people, to see them do this peaceful vigil out in public, right? Showing his picture, lighting candles, kneeling down, being peaceful, paying respects, and to see the police come and break up the peaceful vigil, beating people, first off, reminded me of... So much of what happened during the Black Lives Matter protests, during the the George Floyd protests in America, right? Where people would go out protesting peacefully, playing music, dancing, holding signs, walking down streets, and seeing how the police would show up and just beat people with their their billy clubs, pepper spray people, shoot them with rubber bullets use use tear gas use gas that's not even allowed in warfare against the the citizens of the United States seeing these people who are peacefully mourning the death of this person that meant so much of them 
and then to see the police come and to beat them all, including his mom, who ends up getting in a coma, right? That is the moment where, oh, here we go. This is, and it's insane how, like, so much of that. Like, I remember during, you know, and it's during the pandemic, too, when there was a, a police killing in addition to George Floyd. There was a lot of police. There's a lot of police killings in the United States. There was one that happened in Denver of this black kid who was a violinist, and he was walking somewhere in the streets. The cops, the cops murder him for no reason. They murder this kid who is a violinist. And I remember seeing on TikTok these videos of people, and I have friends in Denver. I lived in Denver for a couple years. These artists, these violinists doing a thing in a park where they're sitting. People are playing violins. People are painting murals on things. And these cops, these terrorists, break down barricades and just go and like eviscerate all these people. Right. Beat people, gas people, shoot them with rubber bullets, people that were mourning the death of a violinist by playing violin, by creating art. And these ter- and these terrorist police officers come and beat them up. Right. That's what this scene in this movie, like so much of that just was like the anger, the anger that this happens anywhere is insane and that's where you see this movie go to another level right that's where you see the third act of this movie going hard right there's no more nerf gun commercial vibes right we are in a completely different dramatic movie right seeing the people being beaten you know by the cops in riot gear like it's just so common here, right? During the protests about police brutality, you see so many, like thousands of clips of police officers beating peaceful protesters, beating unarmed citizens. It's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And then when you see what happens to his mom, his mom being beaten, taken to the hospital, she's in a coma, Right. It's just the entire scene is absolutely heart wrenching. Absolutely heart wrenching. Right. And so unexpected. And what happens next is even more unexpected. Right. I never thought this movie would get me emotional. Never in a million years watching this movie. Oh, a movie that reminds me of a Pauly Shore movie, a movie that has the energy of a 90s Nerf gun commercial is going to get me emotional. Well, it's how little I know, right? This movie gets me emotional, right? It's all fun and games until the third act, right? It's, it's one of the reasons why you, even, even the long run time in Indian films, so many of them, it's so rare that they don't. So many of them, almost everyone, like 99% of them justify their run times. You know? And there's this great line where the woman, the Cameron Diaz vibe white chick, right? Uh, DJ is sleeping on her lap. Like they're all emotionally exhausted and physically battered by what happened from the police. And he's sleeping on her lap. And she says this line, maybe they aren't all sleeping. Maybe they're waking up, right? Maybe they're waking up to what her actors in her film felt, why they felt the desire to do what they did, right? Now her actors are really getting a taste. Like, I'm I'm reviewing, <laughs> doing episode recaps of the HBO show The Rehearsal, and in that moment, I couldn't help but think of how, as her as a director could potentially be feeling excited about her actors tapping into the emotions that she wants them to portray in their acting of this story, right? Which maybe, I mean, I was probably taking it a few steps too far, but clearly they are. Clearly they are now relating to and can relate to the same emotions 
in many ways that they're the characters that they're trying to portray in this movie are feeling but a great line right like they can finally understand the emotions of their characters right of what it's like to fight for a cause right and I still think this is a movie about making a movie, right? I'm thinking like, oh, these kids are going to harness this event and they're going to be performing their asses off to make this movie so elevated, right? I still think this is a movie about making a movie, right? Like she's going to just get epic performances out of these kids now, right? But it's more of like life imitating art, imitating life, right? The actual events in history she inspired her to want to make this documentary to make this piece of art that is imitating the life imitating life events that happened and now we are having the new life the lives of these kids being in many ways inspired by the script that they've been studying Right. So life imitating art, imitating life, where now they are wanting to imitate and are being inspired by the characters that they've been studying to perform, which is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it even gets to a level that I didn't even expect. Right. Right. Just just as her documentaries imitating life. Now, these people right are inspired by those characters you know and this this movie goes even further and i than i expected let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of the ray taylor show to the next level look no further than inspired disorder plus as a member you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks including the full week of shows ad free in both audio and video versions a live painting archive early access to the many faces members only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes but that's not all as a member you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing you'll also get Get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of the Ray Taylor show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. Right? It goes even further to where they want to kill the defense minister Right after their beating, they realize the guy that that blamed their friend, their fiance, their son, blamed the person they were mourning in this vig- peaceful vigil. Right, this defense minister used him as a scapegoat, knowing full well that the planes that these pilots have been given are are using substandard equipment and just as the characters they've been studying they want to murder to draw attention to murder this guy so like the fact that they want to murder this guy is like what like it goes way farther than what i thought it would be right you know they have They've all been beaten. One of theirs is dead. The pilot is dead. The mom is in a coma. Everybody is battered and bruised, right? And when they decide they're like up on this like hilltop or a rooftop and this movie turns into like this badass action movie, right? You know, in a badass action movie where they're introducing the badass action characters and it's like their image comes on. It's like, doo, 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 this is the the scorpion. Doo, 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 this is the annihilator, right? It has that kind of a scene, but it's showing like these kids as the characters that they were going to portray. Like there's a lot of blending of the story that they were acting in and the the people that they the things that they start to do 
right? There's definitely a blending of those two things, right? And it's crazy. And then you get like these amazing performances. This movie, cheesy, 90s comedy, early 2000s comedy has the the vibe of a toy commercial from the 90s, right? Cheesy. Acting is like, well, it's whatever, right? It is not the it is there's nothing impressive about the beginning of this movie. And all of a sudden, you are getting some of the best dramatic performances from all of these kids, which obviously, you know they can act. I know they can act. I've seen Amir Khan and stuff. I saw the other dude and stuff, you know, Joshi. And they're like, when they're discussing this, it's like serious. And it's like all of the same things that their characters were doing. But now it's like for real, right? Amazing performances. The acting just goes from like, okay, whatever, whatever. And then it jumps like five levels. And you're like, oh, this is like, this is like award performance performances. This is like amazing. Also, they have like beautiful locations where these dramatic arguments are taking place like these hilltop views of like the city in the background just beautiful locations and immediately execute their plan execute this guy right immediately come up with the plan boom execute do it but then it there it doesn't have the effect they want because now this guy turns into a martyr right it doesn't expose anything He's just now a martyr. And then they, like the characters in the story that they were going to be acting in for this documentary that doesn't even exist anymore, right? That documentary, this is no longer a movie about making a movie. This is a movie about these kids who were going to make a movie and now are kind of following in the footsteps of the characters that they were portraying in the movie, right? And what they did in the movie was they turned themselves in because they knew that by turning themselves in, they would be able to expose the reality. And what I thought they were doing when they were turning themselves in, they planned to turn themselves in, I thought they were turning themselves into the police, which didn't make any sense to me. I was like, if there's already a corrupt government and the police beat them, like turning yourself in, you're not going to get, they're just going to silence you. You're not going to have, you're not going to be able to have any last words, right? But that's not what they did, which is brilliant. Brilliant. Right? Instead of going to the police department, they go to a radio station. Right? And even in the radio station, things escalate pretty quick. Right? They bring a gun, which obviously they have because they shot this defense minister. And things, you know, people find out they have a gun. Obviously, he gets on the radio station. He states what was happening tells them this is us this is we did this thing this is why we did this thing they're taking calls this thing goes viral right all these radio stations are picking it up and of course the government is there they're responding right they're responding to this you know they're responding as if they're responding to a active shooter terrorist event which these guys are just in there to tell their story. There's one gun. I guess they got some other guns, but they're not shooting. They're not killing people, right? But that's how the government's responding to them. And it's just, it's amazing that they, you know, they were successful at being the spark, right? And I also love when they are being attacked. I mean, it's a sad moment, right? Because these they're they're being assassinated now they're being killed right they're being treated as if they are terrorists that are going to slaughter innocent people which that is not what they're going to do they killed one guy they're confessing to that and they have no desires to do anything right they're they're college students right but they're not being treated as such so they're being picked off one by one and i love how every time they close a door or a or a you know a shutter on a window they're always using the tiny little sliding lock to lock it's adorable right it's like clearly 
they think that just closing a door, that sliding the little lock on the shutter is somehow going to protect these bullets from flying through and piercing their skin. But they do it. They all do it, right? Because they think, you know, it's a nice little touch, I think. And of course, in the end, because they were able to get their message out, they become the martyrs, right? Because the the reason they they were taking calls, answering questions, like all the news organizations were picking up on it, they saw the reality of the situation versus how the government reacted to it so they could see that the way the government reacted was not justified. So then now these kids become the martyr, right? They turn it. They turn it, which is beautiful. And they become the spark, right? Just ignites all over the country, this movement. And there's this line that's at the beginning of the movie about her grandfather who's, you know, running this prison that has these rebels and he's talking about how their demeanor in walking to their death and walking to the 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 hangman to, to get hung, right? And it's this line where he says, I always believed there were two kinds of men in the world. Men who got their death screaming, men who go to their death screaming, and men who go to their deaths in silence. Then I met a third kind. And that line is played again in this movie. And in this moment, it's in relation to DJ and his friend that were in the radio station. DJ's already been shot. The friend that was on the radio spreading the word, right? They know they, they have moments away from, from being shot and killed by the police. And right as the police break into this radio's, you know, the sound room, the recording room where they're, they're in, the recording studio, they're laughing, right? Like, they're not silent. They're not crying for their life. They're laughing because they knew they succeeded. They're laughing because they're kids, you know? And they're laughing because it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's just such a touching moment in this movie. And not only how this movie ends up becoming the thing that this, this woman wanted to make, becoming the movie that she wanted to make, it becoming a reality, but also to see how these kids react as that third type, third type of person that reminds this guy, this confidence that they have where it's different from normal people who are guilty, feel guilty and silent or are fearful because they're scared of dying. And it's like this freeze frame of those two guys as they're laughing about to get gunned down. Right. And at the end of the movie, it highlights how 206 MiG planes have crashed, killing 78 pilots and how, this movie is was made to highlight that there's a was a serious issue with the government using knowingly putting pilots in faulty aircraft and how that's an issue and how in a lot of ways this movie was the way in which they made that public made this 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 issue a major deal amazing amazing i absolutely love this movie it blew me away like even though it like completely ends in a completely different place like the beginning was rough the beginning was cheesy right way too many dutch angles at the start of this movie and then to end in this epic way to turn into this completely new thing, which is not that new. It is like literally just realizing the events and a lot of the things that were the subject of her documentary that she wanted to make 
it becomes the thing that she wanted to do we see performances from these actors that are like top notch in a movie that started off cheesy i had no idea i would end up being the same story in many ways that she was trying to tell you know time is a flat circle <laughs> this this movie in many ways is an illustration of that right these young men and women they start out making this small documentary about a time in their history that they didn't even really care about, right? And instead, they created their own movement in history. It's just insane, right? A couple great quotes. Uh, I think sometimes a person can be pushed so far that they reach a place beyond fear, right? And that's kind of where these kids were when they went into the radio station to do their thing, right? They were so past this idea of fear. And because of that, when they were dead, they were embodied that third type of person. Uh, a place where you find a strange peace. Oh, that's part of that same quote. So the full quote, I think sometimes a person can be pushed so far that they reach a place beyond fear. A place uh, where you find a strange piece where you free yourselves to do the right thing. That's the full quote. Love that. Right. Another quote. Uh, there are only two ways to live life, tolerate things the way they are, or take responsibility to change them. A quote that their friend, the pilot said, and a, a quote that, that DJ says at the end of the film, just beautiful quotes, beautiful film. I absolutely love this movie. It blew me away. It blew me away. That so rarely happens where you, you're watching a movie that's like mediocre at best. And then it turns into this like beautiful, beautiful. It's just like it's so it's like the best kind of bait and switch, man. Best kind. So good. Uh, but I want to thank you all for watching uh, this episode of the Ray Taylor show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on uh, Rang D. Basanti. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you're watching this, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.